Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. If it can be imagined, no matter how depraved, it can be done. For the very first time, the greatest minds in criminology have come together to dissect the psyches of some of the world's most prolific serial killers. These forensic psychiatrists, psychologists and pathologists have an incredible depth of knowledge and often first-hand insight into these killers, helping us to understand what makes a monster. What follows is the third part of an interview with Dr. Eric Cullen, recorded in August 2019 for Crime and Investigation's TV series, Making a Monster. Here, Dr. Cullen discusses his work as a clinical forensic psychologist and provides insight into the key characteristics that make a serial killer. Warning, the subjects covered in this podcast are of a sensitive nature. Listener discretion advised. Nearly 30 years ago, I was the head of psychology and a wing therapist at um, a rather renowned, secure therapeutic prison called Grendon Underwood, um, where uh, we dealt with dangerous and severe personality disorder defenders, most of whom were murderers. And in that uh, capacity, I dealt directly on a daily basis uh, within individual therapy, group therapy, community therapy uh, for up to 50 uh, dangerous men and staff, uh, addressing the risk factors which would make their release uh, unadvisable to try and defuse their individual bombs. Serial killers are made, not born. Any attempt to try and understand the psychology of serial killing by looking at some sort of genetic predisposition or individual biology is, I suspect, not only an attempt to distance ourselves from them, but also falls significantly short of what is necessary to understand the phenomenon. It's essential to look at the wider familial, social, cultural, environmental factors. For me, and all the research that I've done, serial killing is the malign waste product of a dysfunctional culture. The most authoritative study um, I was able to find on this extant worldwide is uh, that which came from Radford University 
uh, one which the FBI used. And this study recorded a total of 4,743 serial killers worldwide since the year 1900. Of that total, 3,204, just over two-thirds, were American. In context, America has only 4.3% of the world's population. That means that they are overrepresented by something of the magnitude of 1,500%. The rest of the world's 95-plus percent uh, of the population have produced 33% um, of the serial killers. As illustration, China and India combined with 40% of the world's population have only acquired 3% of the world's serial killers. Uh, in the, in the uh, infamous chart of serial killing, the United Kingdom sadly comes second, uh, but with only 166 serial killers. Why is this? indisputable, overwhelming evidence that serial killers are born and made, made in America. Um, I think there are six very important contributory factors, the first of which I, I, I characterize as family fragmentation, family and familial and communal fragmentation. And by that I mean the European tradition of families uh, which were brought over to America um, was that of the, a strong traditional family uh, with the uh, extended family of aunts and uncles and cousins. And that provided a safe reference point for a model uh, where the essential social conscience providers were the family and the extended family. And you had to build this from a basis of love and safe nurturing for a child. And when that process becomes fragmented, where the parents divorce and over half of American marriages end in divorce, uh, it leaves a particular burden on the single parent remaining. You often get a pattern of, of uh, it's usually the mother uh, who has to do the, the child rearing at this point. You get a pattern of boyfriends, of stepfathers, of partners coming and going. There's no foundation of love and blood uh, to help build that security of nurturing that's essential for a child. A child is in a vulnerable position and that fragmentation extends to the community in America. Um, America's nomadic lifestyle uh, where, the, where the relatives are thousands of miles away. So that isolates the, the individual uh, in a vulnerable position, vulnerable to growing into something um, damaged. It's, it's, it's a terribly sad and poignant aspect of this phenomenon that I, when I speak to people who have experienced child abuse, they refer to it as the only opportunity they had to experience love. And often they identify with the offender rather than themselves as the victim because it's a more powerful position, because it's a position of gratification. The second one is a culture of violence. Uh, uh, nowhere else in the world concentrates the, uh, the media, 
the newspapers, the films, and the internet uh, with such a degree of focus on sex and violence as entertainment. Uh, there's an extraordinary amount of this in America. Yeah, the most recent example of it is some, uh, the gaming thing, where you have 250 million people who are addicted to gaming. And what you see in gaming is um, a male central figure in a competition to kill as many other people as possible with guns, with uh, machine guns, uh, and that is the entertainment. It's an extraordinary phenomenon. And the, the central totem of this culture of, of violence as entertainment is the gun. America has more guns than people. America has uncontrolled guns of ridiculous military potential. The figures are extraordinary. In the 40-odd years, in the past 40-odd years in America, nearly one and a half million people have been killed by guns. When compared to the other 22 high-income nations, the United States gun-related murder rate is 25 times higher. When you compare the, although it has only half of the population compared to those 22 other countries, the United States has 82% of all gun deaths. And it's even higher for women. 90% of all women who were, kill, were killed with guns were done so in America compared to the rest of the world. 92% of children, 92% of all children killed by guns were, done, were killed in America. The gun is on, for nearly half of serial killers, the weapon of choice. Uh, and it's not surprising. It's serial killing made easy, and it is the coward's weapon of choice. The third factor is what I describe as a rootless social landscape. Millions of Americans, by tradition and preference, move from place to place, from state to state, and in doing that, they become, many of them become transient, impersonal loners. And that creates uh, anonymity. And when you are anonymous and you are carrying um, a personal hostility and you have experienced this association with sex and violence in a distorted, um, unhealthy, interpersonal way, you become more and more isolated. Uh, anonymity breeds uh, isolation, breeds risk, breeds contempt. The other aspect of this rootless social landscape is that um, you fall outside of the traditional uh, governmental agencies of control and, and uh, monitoring, so you become even more isolated and unaccountable. The fourth, and I feel probably the most significant, in addition to the uh, history of child abuse, uh, contributing factor, is pervasive pornography. Watching other people debased as sex objects viewed solely for personal gratification. Women and men subjected to the most extreme types of sexual violence, and often seeming not just to not resist, but be an active and consenting partner to this. When sex then becomes a cultural form of entertainment to be purchased, and when promiscuity uh, has lost its social sanction, and young men view women or gay men with a combination of contempt and resentment and anger and objectify them, 
And these young men have a history of being unsuccessful in their own relationships. They become a significantly higher risk of violence towards women especially, particularly if they have managed to objectify their targets. So many serial killers, when they're finally arrested or captured, refer to pornography as the main cause of their formative deviance. It is so pervasive and I feel contaminating that a growing number of U.S. states have actually declared the porn epidemic as a public health risk. The fifth factor, going hand in hand with the pornography, is an addiction to alcohol and illegal drugs and uh, particular opioid now, opioid drugs, which are prescribed medications. Uh, an extraordinary statistic is that every day uh, over 130 Americans die of opioid addiction, and that doesn't even address how many die from alcohol and uh, illegal drug uh, addiction. And the significance of that is extraordinary. The magnitude of it we don't appreciate. More than 400,000 lives have been lost in the past two decades in America to drug addiction. The relevance of this, in my view, is that it is a feature with many serial killers, and it is a form of dependency which serves to disinhibit the individual, dissociate them from reality, distort their reasoning and their thinking, and uh, to disinhibit them in terms of their capacity to act aggressively with impunity. The sixth and probably most contentious factor that I would end on is that I believe uh, America has a disconnected and at times incompetent policing. The disconnect is an historical fact uh, and it is an appreciation of the, of the reality of that America being a loose federation of states um, in crime, uh, the legal position is that each state has relative autonom autonomy for these sorts of offenses, even murder. And if you kill in one state and then you kill in another state, that state can only try you for the offenses that you committed in that state. And there isn't any national police force, there isn't any national police uh, computer system which has the legal authority to overview this, uh, to, uh, to integrate these, this, this information, and to monitor people who, who, who may be at risk. Um, that, that has led, I think, in countless opportunities being missed. And um, I have to say, in my, in my study and my research on the subject of serial killing, time and time again, there have been instances of police failing to act on information uh, which would have intervened and arrested and prevented further killings. Countries which sustain traditional extended families, strong religious tenets, communal identity, an intolerance of violence and drugs and sex as entertainment are those that are least likely to have serial killings. The United States, I argue, has these factors in far greater and larger concentration than any other country.
large swathes of America are given over to commercially catering for the basest of human appetites. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We all have choices in our lives. If someone says that they are compulsive, if someone says they've lost control, they're wrong. What they're talking about is an exercise in weakness of character, in compromise to a physical drive, in trying to justify their evil choices. You always have a choice to do something or not do it, and you can always resist the temptation. And when you fail to resist the temptation, it is your responsibility. Dr. Cullen powerfully states at the very start of this episode, serial killers are made, not born. But what are their key characteristics? What is it that sets them apart from the rest of us? In this context, I've identified what I believe are a number of personal characteristics shared by many serial killers, and they include a history of abuse, of being in a vulnerable, powerless position themselves. From this, they learn to associate and identify with the person in the powerful position who is able to sexually gratify themselves with apparent impunity rather than the victim. Secondly, an absence of conventional social conscience. Serial killers in general have conspicuously failed to acquire a sense of right and wrong towards others sufficient to act as a restraint against committing extreme harm to others. There's no contrition because this requires guilt and serial killers will have long since abandoned if they ever acquired these learned constraints. This is one element in the making of a serial killer, necessary but not sufficient. Next is the isolating, physically and or emotionally, so that they become detached 
from the protective or countering qualities of others who might influence away from harm. The emotional detachment necessary serves to enhance the ability to create an unchallenged inner world of justified violence. The physical detachment allows the serial killer to store weapons and other materials for their plans and further isolate themselves. Objectifying their victims, many serial killers target a specific group, prostitutes, gay men, children, elderly. The victims are targeted for the gratification of the serial killer's extreme need for sexual gratification. There's always an element of pleasure and dominance and power. This power is often a compensation for being relatively powerless themselves in the serial killer's usual relationships. Victims are usually strangers, but strangers who have characteristics which the serial killers have learned to hate. The victims need to be vulnerable, less able to defend themselves, not a threat. There's an element of premeditation, many serial killers, most serial killers don't act or imp on impulse or situational provocation. They have learned to plan in detail and to anticipate what could go wrong from their perspective and crucially how to avoid detection and capture. An addictive personality, whether it's drugs, alcohol, pornography, violence, or all of these. A failure to achieve healthy, fulfilling sexual and social relationships. A sense of rejection. Serial killers are different in many respects to many murderers or mass murderers who kill in response to a very specific personal sense of rejection, insult, or risk. Hedonism without a moral code is degeneracy. If it can be imagined, no matter how depraved, it can be done. Next on Making a Monster, the tapes, we have the final episode of the series with investigative psychologist and geographic profiler, Dr. Sam Lundrigan. Leave a comment in the review section of your podcast app or follow Crime and Investigation on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Or head to crimeandinvestigation.co.uk for news on our latest TV shows and podcasts. And you can catch up on Crime and Investigation's Making a Monster, the TV show on demand. Making a Monster the Tapes features interviews recorded by Monster Films for the Crime and Investigation TV series and was voiced by me, Cherry Healy, produced by Sam Pearson and Chloe Frost, with editing by Joel Porter. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to Amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's Amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.